Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Netflix and Swill podcast, your source for Netflix news, reviews, and booze. I'm Caleb. And I'm a postman. Man. And I have a cold. You sure do. Inside Baseball, recording this on a Monday. Uh, and everyone who knows, uh, we release on Tuesday, so Dan has <laughs> quite the night. I flubbed. I, uh, was, like, I couldn't breathe yesterday, so it's like, well... If I can't breathe, I probably can't talk, so I better take this Mucinex real quick. But it was like the nighttime Mucinex, and I was like, I was talking to you on Messenger, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, like 20 minutes, I'll be good to go. Just, you know, let me clear out a bit so I can breathe. And then like 10 minutes after that, I was like completely fucking knocked out. And, uh... <laughs> I think my wife actually woke me up at, like, 10.30. Like, she sat straight up in bed and was like, Hey, don't you have to record tonight? And I was, I was just like, I'm sleeping. I mean, it's it's, it's 10.30 <laughs> on a Sunday. There's just there's just no way. That that's there was happening. no way. There was no way. I, uh, I, this is, actually, this will be coming out on my uh, last day of work at my current job. I gave them until the 31st because I'm a nice man. And, uh, eh. it's fine. Yeah. So this is going to be kind of news and stuff. And like our actual reviews of Christmas stuff is going to come out on New Year's Day. Cause fuck you. No, fuck we you. Okay. We don't care. No, specifically so, uh, fuck you. I don't actually well, really give a shit. I'm saying specifically fuck you to the listener. I mean, <laughs> they'll take what they get. That's how this works. If you don't want to listen to things that we say, then uh, I guess wait for that. That's true. I mean, uh, so like this is, you know, like you said, it's just it's going to be it's going to be a day. You can wait. Yeah. Uh, so it's a lot of banter. Uh, some decent news, like some actual interesting news is coming out, which I'm like fine with. And then like a couple trailers. A lot of stuff actually happened, but uh, we're not allowed to talk about it yet because first we have to uh, check on the 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 drunkenness corner of swill can we please get some alcohol into my mouth he hates these cans stay away from the cans it's still called what's your swill i guess it's what plants crave <laughs> dak shepherd in his finest role playing himself so i want to uh if i may take you on a little journey of raise up your glasses y'all and get ready for the story of the dark crystal <laughs> i want to uh pay a visit to the the ghost of christmas past 
And uh, so my wife got me one of those mini bars that's inside of a globe that like the top flips open for Christmas. Yes. And it's the coolest fucking thing ever. So now when we do this show, I have a fully stocked bar sitting next to me that I can fucking mix drinks up on the fly. It's the best fucking thing ever. So I guess just for the sake of uh, trying to clear out some space in it, because it's already full of shit, Mm -hmm. I got, also for Christmas, a bunch of mini bottles, like my... I don't know, my sister-in-law gave me, like, it's like a fucking loot crate for drunk people, I guess. What? But of, like, her own making, so it was just, like, a bunch of mini bottles and whiskey stones and, like, a bourbon-scented candle and shit that she just, like, threw into this little wooden crate and, like, nailed it shut so I couldn't fucking open it under the Christmas tree and I felt like a dickhead. But, uh... Inside that were a couple little mini bottles of Tullamore Dew, uh, which is an Irish whiskey. Oh, I'm very familiar with this. Yeah, they've been advertising this a lot with a a commercial that has two gentlemen sitting in an alehouse watching a sport match together and talking about it with the the little tagline, it's Tully time, so. Oh, no, that's, um, that's not why I'm familiar with it. I am familiar with it because uh, that is what we drank on Corey's 21st birthday night. Because it's, tr- it's a tradition for him, apparently. I've never had this before. It's uh, got a very strong alcohol burn. The flavor is actually good, but... Hmm. This has strong alcohol in it. I don't know. I feel like... Uh, damn. Like you almost want to let that air out for a little bit. Because it's almost like too much of a burn. Yeah, you gotta it's let it very, It's very like booze forward, but the actual flavor of it is like, I don't know, kind of fruity, flowery. I don't know. It's it's good. All right. Well, I also have swill today. Uh, and this is because I had to clean, clean out this one uh, thing of tonic water that I had that was still open in my fridge for months on end. Uh, Nick, cover your ears. I'm drinking a Gilby's gin and tonic. <laughs> you know, because Gilby's is the only alcohol we have because my mom took my Gilby's one time to make uh fried chicken batter with it. And so what? believe me, I'm just as shocked as you are that that was ever a thing. She took it. What interination? Made made some fried chicken fucking batter and uh Yeah, so now it that's just permanently stocked. And fortunately, I'm the only one who like will drink it as a normal human being. So yeah, it's the only alcohol really in the house other than my brother's New Amsterdam vodka, and I didn't want to take any of that, so uh, that Ooh, it's boy. done. It's over. It's actually, it's clearing out my sinuses. This is nice. Let's see, you should have done that instead of Mucinex. Actually, like, since I got this, it kind of prompted me to read up more on whiskey and stuff. And uh, I haven't tried it with this, but, like, I tried it with some of my um, Lagavulin. Like, if you take just a couple drops of water like not enough to like actually water it down but like with a straw just do like two three drops um what that does is 
it kind of creates a chemical reaction in it where like all the parts of the whiskey that are water soluble all like get pulled down with the water and then like the oily components rise to the top so like it gives you different flavors and stuff like i never knew how that worked but like i actually learned kind of the science of why that why is that thing i said right um and i tried it with the the logavol and it's actually really good but um i don't know i'll have to try it with this at some point because i don't know if uh I don't think Irish whiskeys really have a strong, like, oil component. So I think if you do that with this, it kind of just waters it down. But um, I also learned why you shouldn't uh, serve your alcohol with ice or, like, chilled. Go because, on. Because, well, like, whenever something's cold, it, like, your your taste buds sense the cold, but, like it kind of turns most of your taste buds off so you don't actually get the flavor of it. It's like whenever something's very cold, you're only tasting like 60 or 70% of the actual flavor of the thing that you're consuming. So that's why like the best wines or like the best beers, even you serve them cellar temperature. And that's why the worst beer in the world is advertised as being cold as the Rockies. (laughs) I want to hear from everybody. What do you think is the worst beer in the world? It and is it's it Coors, Coors Light? Is it Coors Light? Because I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'll take a Keystone or a PBR over a Coors Light oh, any dude, day I, of the week. Uh, dude, anytime I go to a show, PBR, like instantaneously. And yeah, my buddy AJ, that's like all he drinks. <laughs> oh, I, I tell you what, I have a nice big PBR. And uh, I think he's. I forget where the fuck he said he's from, but I think he's originally from down south somewhere, maybe like Tennessee or Kentucky, but like he's mostly shed his accent, but like the one thing that he still has a little bit of a drawl on is the word cooler. So he says cooler or like he says it real weird, Mm -hmm. but he says like, I got a cooler full of PBR over there. And uh, I ridicule him for it endlessly. It's great. See, I can't wait to be the one person that can speak correctly in North Carolina. It's going to be great. <laughs> hey, uh, why don't we talk about some fucking news that happened? Oh, shit, it's mail time. So uh, you're, you're, you're barely on Twitter, so you don't get to experience the, the full Twitterness of it. But uh, apparently there was some outrage over the fact that, uh, again, Despite the fact this has been going on for years and years and years, Netflix is not showing end credits to uh, shows and movies. Of course, everyone who says this forgot about the uh, watch credits button that is on every Netflix client ever anymore. Even before it was, you could just like arrow over to the like minimized window and click on it and it would full screen it again. Yeah, I, I don't know what everyone's problem is with this shit. Uh, Ralph Bob Waxberg, uh, everyone will know him as Bojack Horseman's creator, also called out Netflix, uh, hoping to work with somebody that doesn't do that. Uh, also not understanding that network television has been doing that for years. Yeah, I don't know. Like, when I was a kid, I, like, I grew up out in the country, and, like, uh, it was kind of before satellite TV was a big thing. Mm. So, like, and... 
the when the wind blew right and like mercury was in retrograde uh like we would get like three or four tv stations just through the antenna but like most of the time we just fucking watched vhs tapes and like whenever the credits started that's when you press stop and rewind the tape yeah exactly or or like if you had a dvd you just pressed like eject yeah like i don't know like very very few times like it does happen yes. but like very rarely do i feel moved to actually sit and watch the credits so like the the best example i have for watching credits in a movie theater specifically you know cuz uh screw all the original like the the marvel cinematic universe stuff like you're not actually sitting there watching like reading the credits you're sitting there waiting for the fucking mid and yeah. credit scene to happen yeah i'm i'm discussing the movie with my wife yeah. and waiting for the little gag where deadpool sticks his head out around the corner and goes Chick-chick-a. so the only time i have stayed behind and watched the credits to a movie was for spider-man 2 uh because i went with my dad and my brother and my dad said hold on i want to sit through the credits and we went okay we didn't really have a choice it was like 2004 that came out another neither of us could drive yet so we were, we were basically stuck to his every whim but he wanted, he apparently knew some guy in the electrical department and he wanted to see his name in the credits and then after okay. that we left and that was it that was the only time i stayed to see fucking credits to a movie so yeah my dad uh used to do that from time to time cuz like um he went to high school with a guy who went on to be like a special effects guy and like he worked on Batman returns and like starship troopers and stuff. And, uh, so it's neat, I guess. Yeah. Like if you know somebody, like I I totally understand it. Like I'm also not disparaging anybody that like wants to respect the people who made the movie and watch the, watch the, like the credits in order to like show them some sort of respect. But like, I also don't care. Like, you know, the other, the other thing that everyone's forgetting about is that, and then we just watched these all recently, The Irishman, Marriage Story, and Two Popes all had their credits play to the end until the babong at the end of the movie, which I, I guarantee no one knows that, but a babong <laughs> plays at the end after all the credits are over. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that the credits played the whole way through because, like, in all three cases, as medi- immediately when it went to black and the credits started, I pressed B on my controller. Oh, see, so you missed the two popes mid-credits thing. No, I saw where they were watching the okay, yeah, the, yeah. the football game, but yeah, good because like that's that's a good one, but like all the others, is like all right, there's nothing here, I'm done. Like I, I've already given you enough of my time, Irishman. Do you think I'm actually sitting to watch your credits? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to stroke Marty's ego anymore. I don't know, man. I was thinking about that today because, like, I haven't been listening to many podcasts. I, um, like, I've been trying to do more stuff around the house and, like, not actually, like, listening to, to things. But so I was trying to get caught up on some stuff today and I listened to the Epic Film Guys review of The Irishman and, uh, I, th- I can't remember if it was Nick or Justin said about Scorsese wanting to wait for the technology to be there for them to de-age De Niro. And I was like, I fucking watched the movie. It's still not there. <laughs> like, he fucking, he just looks like an old man with like a rubber mask of his younger self. Yeah. I mean, like if you look at his face, it's like, uh, okay. Yeah, that looks fine. But then you look at his body and you're like, oh no, that's definitely like a, a hundred year old man. <laughs> 
Yeah, because he's trying to, like, whip the shit out of somebody, and he's just, like, stomping around with his little T-Rex arms and, like, trying not to fall over as he, like, curb stomps him. This scene is so fucking hilarious. This is the funniest fucking fucking scene of the year. It's the funniest scene of the year, I swear to God. And that's gonna be on so many people's, like, best of the year list, and I'm just like, okay. Like, sure, but okay. Yeah, I don't know. The best way to do that is the way we've been doing it for... Since the inception of motion picture, like, you just fucking get a younger actor. Yeah. Like, uh, you you know who does a good De Niro is uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He would have been interesting. He would have been interesting. And then you could have had uh, (laughs) fucking Bruce Willis play the middle-aged one. (laughs) Here's the real question. Would Bruce Willis give him enough of a shit? No. Cause you, cause remember, you have to give him like a terrible hairpiece. Think oh about my that. God. I don't think Bruce Willis has given a shit since Die Hard with a Vengeance. All right, uh, so that's that's end credits gate. That's not really a, a controversial thing that, but everyone wants to blow it up as such a thing. Uh, let's talk about The Witcher and uh, its its thing. So some analysts who have no factual data say that The Witcher is the third biggest streaming original of the year behind Stranger Things and The Mandalorian. Uh, I can now officially say that because I have seen uh, Netflix's end-of-the-year numbers, and uh, yes, those analysts are full of shit. Uh-huh. Uh, nothing more to say about that, really. Like, uh, Stranger Things and The Mandalorian makes sense. Big hit for Disney with The Mandalorian. Real question is, what do they have next? The answer is nothing. That's right. Deafening silence. They don't have anything planned until fucking Star Wars hits their platform and like more Marvel movies hit their platform. So, uh, yeah, like the the whole rollout of Disney Plus was so fucking clumsy. Like they had one thing. It was what's the Mandalorian like six episodes? I think eight, maybe ten. Eight. I don't know. I don't feel like it was around because they were doing weekly releases. I don't feel like people were talking about it for two full months. I, I think, like I said, I think they released the first three episodes all together and then we're doing weekly after that. So, huh? That's a fucking bizarre release schedule. Because when did Disney Plus release? Like the 13th of November or something like that? It's, that sounds maybe? right. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, that masked out. Like, I think they released the first two or three episodes, and then, like, every Mandalorian episode was weekly after that. So, I don't know. Like, yeah, what what does Disney do now? Like, what 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 comes to Disney Plus now that people care about? Damn it, what didn't Disney do? Because, I mean, Star Wars is actually still profitable. I'm, I, I'm not shocked. Uh, I, I hope it doesn't hit a billion dollars because I don't want it to. Because I saw something this week that said, like, Disney has, like, 80% of the top grossing movies that came out this year. And I'm just like, well, fuck. <laughs> I don't know. They're the only people still focusing on putting shit out on, in theaters, I guess. They've already destroyed everybody else. I don't know. Fucking Universal made cats. <laughs> They're fucking taking a $70 million bath on that. They spent a quarter of a billion dollars on that fucking movie. With all the promotion and everything. It opened at $7 million. But it's $7 million domestically. That's amazing. Like, in order for your movie to be profitable, you at least have to make back your production budget domestically. Because the foreign market will more than double the domestic box office. (laughs) 
Uh, I can't wait till that comes to some kind of streaming service and I can watch that forever. <laughs> uh, uh, the next piece of Witcher news is uh, something you called on our review, which is that uh, according to the showrunner Lauren S. Hisrich, uh, season two will be much more focused story-wise. Yeah, this is, I don't know, I had to explain this to so many people, but like, the reason that the first season's basically an anthology is because it's based on like, one one book, which basically is a bunch of short stories, and then two short story collections that provide the background information on the world, and that's why like, I don't know, it, it was really neat. In the show, actually, to me, because, like, in episode seven, like, it starts going back and explaining stuff, and it's like, oh, okay, like, episode seven is the codex for understanding the rest of the season, or whatever. Right. It's like, uh, I don't know, I appreciated that it didn't fucking hold my hand and explain everything to me, but, uh, I don't know, like, some people will like that, some people won't, but, um, yes, the... From here on, it is going to become a, basically like a linear story, which is good. Like it's all I really wanted out of the show. Like that, that was the only problem I really had with it. All right, cool story. Let's talk about uh, what I referenced earlier with the top ten most popular releases on Netflix for 2019 in the United States. Uh, and I'll, I'll mention one thing from the UK uh, when we're done with that, just sort of anecdotally, but. uh Counting down the top ten, uh, it, the the number one most watched thing in the U.S. on Netflix was Murder Mystery. Uh, two was Stranger Things season three. Three was Six Underground. Four was The Incredibles two. Five The Irishman. That's surprising. Six The Witcher. Seven Triple Frontier. Eight Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. Nine Umbrella Academy. And ten The Highwaymen. Discuss. S- is this? views within a time frame of being released on the platform or like views since January 1st of 2019 lists are ranked based on accounts that chose to watch hold for dramatic effect two minutes or more of a title during its first 28 days on Netflix in 2019 uh... <laughs> exactly exactly Caleb I want to remind everybody uh, Netflix originally came out earlier this year and said their definition of a view was 70% of one episode or the whole movie. Two two minutes is not 70% of anima, which is a 15-minute short on Netflix. So, like, what? <laughs> I, I, I don't understand that part. I don't know. The only thing on there that's not an original is The Incredibles 2, so... Yeah, which is surprising. I don't know. I, I did not expect the Irishman. Well, I guess like based off of their loose, like two minutes or more. Yeah, the Irishman looks very good because it's like, oh, yeah. this is a three hour thing, three and a half hour thing that people watched a lot of. But it's like, no, a lot of people tuned in for two minutes, probably saw that it was a three and a half hour runtime, which is like, fuck this. I wonder how different this list would be if they used the 70% metric that they usually use. I have a feeling it would be significant and less favorable to them. I think uh, Murder Mystery, Stranger Things, Six Underground, 
and The Witcher and The Incredibles 2 would be like the top five. Like, I, I think The Irishman drops out entirely. Because, like, but like The Witcher being on there in the first place is impressive considering it released like two weeks ago. So maybe that's like that, that two minute thing helping it to its advantage, but I don't know. But like, yeah. I, I think The Irishman is more advantageous of this than anything else. I don't know. If you're in control of the narrative, you can get numbers to say anything you want. Yeah, I, I, I don't like this. I have lambasted this. I don't think this is very accurate or very useful, especially when they've said for months and months now that their definition of a view is 70% of a thing. So, uh, just want to run down, like, uh, obviously the most popular series release was... Uh, Stranger Things. Uh, you season two was the fifth most popular season. Uh, that fucking premiered uh, on Friday. So. Yeah. So it says that like. It it incorporates viewing predictions. So like I'm assuming that that oh. is like projected. Oh, I didn't. I missed that entirely. Actual. Yeah, I missed that entirely. OK, that's that makes this even worse, honestly. Yeah, that makes it seem way less stupid. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes it seem less stupid, but it also I don't like that. I don't I don't like that it's going off predictions. Like I know that you is an insanely popular show, but oh, like Oh yeah. It was reviewed by 40 million people on Netflix in its first like month on the platform. So like I yeah. I can understand why season 2 is also extremely popular. Yeah, Vanessa hasn't started into season two yet. I don't know if I'm going to, because, mm. like, that's just, like, not really my my thing. And, like, I don't know, like, watching the first season just made me feel creepy and dirty, so. Yeah. Uh, I, I do want to point out, Raising Dion hit the top ten for most popular series. Yeah. Which, uh, I'm it, happy about that. That's That was a good show. Yeah, it's the most. it was the most popular family show. Uh, in terms of this list as well. Uh, obviously, also, Murder Mystery was the most popular movie. Um, I'm looking at this. There are three movies on here that are not Netflix originals. The Incredibles 2, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and Ralph Breaks the Internet. So, like, I know I watched Into the Spider-Verse three times on Netflix, and I, I own it on Blu-ray, so that was purely out of convenience. Yeah, I own the 4K. Secret Obsession being in the top ten uh, angers me greatly. <laughs> But I also remember the numbers for that, I think it was like 40 million. So just think about all of these movies. Like, Six Underground, like, you can kind of discount because, like, it's still within its first 28 days, so whatever. But, like, all these other movies reviewed at least 40 million times or more, which is surprising considering, like, uh, The Highwaymen. Like, I, I don't think that, I didn't think that would be of universal appeal. Uh, the the most popular stand-up comic special was uh, Dave Chappelle, Sticks and Stones. I kind of hate this list, though. Sure. Because, uh, I don't know, at the number nine spot is uh, Wanda Sykes special, which I actually think Wanda Sykes is very funny. Like, I like her stand-up. Mm -hmm. But, like, at the number eight slot, like, one above the Wanda Sykes <laughs> special is a fucking Jeff Dunham special, and I fucking hate <laughs> Jeff Dunham with a well, fiery passion. Well, I mean, number five has to make you uh, incredibly incensed with rage. It's fine, whatever. I don't know, like... At it's least Amy, Schumer, Amy Schumer didn't throw a fit about it, I guess. Like, I, I didn't this hear time. anything about that. So, like, I don't know. I I know that people like her. I, I don't get it, 
but that's fine for you if that's Michaela, your thing. But my like... vagina. <laughs> uh, uh, the mo- the number one most popular nonfiction series was uh, tidying up with Marie Kondo. Where the fuck is that Queer show? Eye? Is so satisfying to watch. There's no Queer Eye on here at all. Huh. I don't know how much longer that show has. That yeah, that's concerning, especially considering that number nine is fucking prank encounters. Yeah, right. <sighs> then there's, uh, I mean, awake. Awake seems like a fun concept. It's just basically like you have sleep deprived people trying to do tasks, like <laughs> simple tasks, like that, and that seems funny. Shit, that's my life all the time. <laughs> Put me on that show. So, so there's that. I haven't gotten a good night's sleep since I was 13 years old. <laughs> Back in my day, I never got a good night's sleep. And I walked 15 <laughs> miles uphill to school and back. Yeah, because I was too scared of my dad. Uh, So the, the number one kids and family series was Raising Dion, which, uh, like we said, was in the top ten, which, like I said, surprising with that. Uh, Number five was Victorious, you know, the Nickelodeon original. <laughs> so good job, everybody. Uh, and then the most popular international release was Mighty Little Beam. I've never even heard of this. Huh. Are you are you sure that's not like a, like a Pokemon show, Mighty Little Behem? I hate you. I know exactly what Pokemon <laughs> you're talking about, and I hate you for it. Uh, I do want to talk about Money Heist, because that's number eight on the list here. Um, that was number one in, like most European countries like they they released some European country lists like that was the most streamed thing in those countries so well it might not be the most popular thing here here in America uh overseas it is crazy and uh i just want to bring up something with the UK in its top 10 most popular things the crown you know that that 100 million dollar show that netflix yeah. produces every year was not in that list so uh yeah, that's not good. I, I I don't know if you guys need me to say that, but that's that's not good for that show. Yeah, that that show was huge when it first came out, but I feel like they're getting diminishing returns. I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't go for its entire projected run. I at least want them to get to Princess Diana, and then they can fuck off and die for all I care. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh that's Netflix's 2019, although uh, it's a, a bit suspect. With those numbers, so uh, take take it with a grain of salt. But like some of those, like especially like murder mystery, Stranger Things, uh, Triple Frontier, that kind of stuff. I, I I am surprised at their wide appeal. Well, the like Irishman, Triple Frontier, Highwaymen, Umbrella Academy just makes me mad, makes me mad because that show sucks. It's very bad. All right, Caleb, it's time to uh, move over into downstream and talk about some fucking trailers. Baby, I can't control the internet. That's my favorite line! Alright, uh, the first trailer is for a show called Giri slash Haji. Uh, this is... Is it Japanese? Or is it just, like, set in Japan? It is a co-production uh, between uh, Japan and the UK. Interesting. So that's why it's uh, 
it takes place in Tokyo and London. Yeah, the the female cop in this is was also the fe- a female cop in uh, Hated in the Nation, that Black Mirror episode. So she's getting typecast now. Okay, she's the Irish one. She's the Irish woman. <laughs> is that why she runs with like a, her little T Rex arms tucked in? <laughs> it's just how Irish people run. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, this looks fucking good. Yeah, I, I'm actually, I want to see this. The trailer's so long, but. Yes, yes it is. I actually, I, I kind of want to do this as like a topic of the week sometime. Like, this looks very good. Uh, well, January, uh, I can tell you, outside of BoJack Horseman and AJ and the Queen, uh, looks very, very barren. So, <laughs> yeah, we can do this. Uh, yeah. So this is basically about a Tokyo detective whose brother is a member of the Yakuza uh, who turns up in London and is causing trouble. So, like, he has to go and track down his brother. So the... Uh, title like this kind of comes up at the end of the trailer i guess Mm -hmm. but like it's it's like duty and shame because he's like the the trailer says like a lone cop bound by duty but alone haunted by shame 90s voice guy came in yeah In a world where these two brothers, and they don't like each other, but they've got a strong bond. You don't want to hear about it here. Uh, I I feel like the two brothers has become, like, the the most used reference we've ever had on this show. Because it feels like every every other week we're talking about something with, like, two brothers, and we're like, oh, it's two brothers. Like, remember, remember when we reviewed Mercy, and it was four brothers? And we were like, oh my god. (laughs) <laughs> two sets of two brothers in a cult and then their mom dies well like <laughs> i don't know it's it's like a a reflexive thing anytime like if one of us accidentally says two brothers we'll just like stumble over it until <laughs> we say it's just called two brothers and then we can move on with what we're doing it's just called two brothers that's really all this is <laughs> it's two brothers in london <laughs> Oh, oh mate. shit! Why are we so bad? Fancy a um, tea, do you? <laughs> fuck yeah! This show looks cool. Uh, check the trailer out. Like this is, I, I've never actually recommended our listeners to go and watch one of these trailers. I don't think, but go and watch this trailer. I've recommended the perfection trailer because uh, that was actual perfection. It was a minute thirty, gave nothing away, and was amazing. Yes. That's probably the best trailer they've ever produced, honestly. Yes. And they give away, like, the big pivotal, like, what everyone thought was, like, the big pivotal scene, and it turned out it wasn't. It's so yeah. good. All right, well, why don't you tell me about Jamtara? Jamtara sounds like Hamtaro, which, uh, it's I not. was just going to make a fucking Hamtaro joke. <laughs> It has the Dan, same, I love you so much. It has the same three letters as Hamtaro in the middle, and it's the same amount of letters. It it it, it sets itself up perfectly. Uh, this is basically about 
uh, a group of small little jamsters, big adventures. <laughs> about about a, a group of boys in a uh, or men or something in a a, a small town of Jamtara in boys, India. Boys, two men, uh, where uh, they scam people for their credit card information in order for them to uh, be able to s- spend lots of money. Like they defraud people. Uh, this is a series. I don't know how it's a series, but. Uh, what do you think? It looks fine. Yeah. Like, I, I look at this and I'm just like, yeah, this could just be a two-hour movie and I'd be enthralled by it. I mean, for all I know, maybe it's like a, a thing like Ghoul, where it's like a three-episode series and it's really just a movie. Yeah. I don't know. It looks fine. It looks well-made. There's nothing really that particularly pulled me in so i'll probably skip this one yeah yeah i feel you I, uh, these are both getting released on the same day january 10th so uh if you want to watch either of them well really these these both actually come out on the same day as aj and the queen so obviously it goes aj and the queen giri slash haji and then jamtara and then hopefully netflix has hamtaro by that point and then you could actually that jumps to the top <laughs> you can watch hamtaro first Oh man, why hasn't Netflix done a Hamtaro reboot? Because I think the distribution rights are owned by Cartoon Network, and Cartoon Network fucking hates Netflix because they're owned by Viacom. The time is right. <laughs> We've it's been... now. I mean, you you guys saw Cats. You realize you could do that for Hamtaro, right? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Dress Rebel Wilson up as a hamster. <laughs> <laughs> no put fucking dr- make the boss hamster make him idris elba and like do the cgi fur in a really weird way so you can see like all of his human muscles underneath oh my god and then and then the judy dench hamster you can just forget to cg the wedding ring off of her very human hand <laughs> That you forget to turn into a cat hand in certain shots. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I can't wait till that comes to streaming, because fuck giving that movie any of my money. <laughs> uh... I, I'm just... I'm so fascinated by the idea of there being a Cats movie. Cats. Ah! You know, like Flash? I don't know. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, the ba- I had to explain the reference, therefore it's bad. I'm sorry, everybody. There's a scene in Cats where Rebel Wilson eats a bunch of children. She eats roaches that have the face of children. Yeah, human child faces, and she eats them as they scream and run for their lives. Oh, man. <laughs> 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 and they do it. She 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 unzips her fur to reveal clothing under her fur, which is also over top of her fur. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess it's true what they say. There's more than one way to skin a cat. <laughs> and I just tell her. I just tell her it's all in the reflexes. <laughs> uh... I, I love. Uh, like I guess towards the end of the movie. There's like a big, like Judy Dench has a big musical number about how 
like the proper way to treat a cat and like her big revelation that she says in this is that cats aren't dogs well that's as good a time as any to end this this uh, 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 abbreviated episode of netflix and this will uh so the christmas episode will come out uh wednesday uh, new year's day uh for anybody who's listening to this in real time so don't worry, you'll get like a shit ton of movie reviews and stuff. It's just I don't have any time to edit both episodes together. It's fine, whatever. Uh, next week on the show, Caleb, what are we doing? Uh, next week is going to be the fourth annual Swillies, where we Fuck break yeah. down everything that happened over the year and tell you what the best shows and movies to come onto Netflix were. All right, so uh, on the main episode, because we break this up now, uh, we are doing uh, best new shows, so uh, shows that had... That initially premiered in 2019, uh, best continuing series, which is anything that had episodes uh, premiere uh, in 2019 that were of a second season or uh, past that, and then best movies, which is self-explanatory. It's a movie that debuted on Netflix in 2019. Uh, we're also doing. Are we best... still doing worst one-star movie this year? Oh, hold on. Uh, we are also doing uh, a very quick category, which is best short. Uh, Netflix put out this year. Uh, I'll have a better title for that category. Uh, the obvious answer is obvious, everybody. Come on. Uh, and then for <laughs> patrons, we are doing uh, the worst five Netflix originals of the year. And uh, to because we don't really do cautionary tales on Netflix anymore, uh, what instead we're doing is we're nominating our uh, best and worst patron review movies. So uh, what, <laughs> what movies did the patrons give us that were the best and the worst? Uh, I have them written down. I'll send you the list uh, later. But uh, I, I was thinking like, you know, a winner <sighs> you, and a runner-up. You runner really up. wanted to have another episode for us to shit on Paul, huh? Pretty much. I looked at it and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, both of Paul's movies are at the very, very bottom. Yes. <laughs> it's okay because I made him watch Super Mario Brothers. And Nick made him watch Bad Boy Bubby. And they're doing that as a Patreon <laughs> patron loser or whatever the fuck they called it. And they're both in the same episode. And I cannot wait to witness Wayne's mind melt before our very ears. It's going to be. <laughs> uh, I'm going to love it. I'm really I'm really thinking about making Gerald go and watch cats if he hasn't already. And then doing a special recording where we talk about cats because i'm just so fascinated like the hubris to think that they could do this they want, made a fucking cats movie dan i want paul, I want paul and wayne to review cats uh, I, want, I just <laughs> i just want to hear wayne just be like i'm so sexually confused by this movie <laughs> so yes that's that's all the categories <laughs> Uh, to, I want to see, I want to see Rebel Wilson unzip her skin and then step out of her own skin. She cares so much about her personal space. She doesn't even want all this skin. <laughs> I don't even want all this fur on my personal space. I'm Rebel Wilson. Let's get stepped up. Personal space. <laughs> Oh my god, they made a cat's movie. <laughs> this is so stupid. Why did uh, they think they could do this? <laughs> because Hollywood machine never breaks. 
Oh, oh fuck. All right. Uh, before we uh, devolve into becoming a cats only podcast, let's uh, tell the people where they uh, can find us at netflixandswill.com. It's your one stop shop for everything Netflix and Swill. Sure is. Links to the show, links to our social media, merch, Patreon. Yep. If you want to give us money and, uh, for some fucking reason after this may- Maybe shit. we'll pay Colby Mac to write a fucking review about cats. You know what? That's not a bad idea. I'm going to make him do it. It's a very good <laughs> I'm, idea. I'm, I'm sending him a message right now. <laughs> well, we, we want you to do a review. <laughs> review of cats. I don't think you understand my unhealthy can, can obsession with cats. <laughs> <laughs> we will give you money, of course. <laughs> Tell him it's the only way to get Caleb to shut up about it. <laughs> He'll listen to this episode and be like, what the fuck have I signed myself up for? <laughs> uh, oh, my... Dear Jesus. Oh, he said, sure. We win. We're winners, yes. everybody. We did it. Everything's good forever. Uh, all right. Uh, get us the fuck out of here, please. <laughs> all right. Well, until next week and also tomorrow when the actual review segment of this drops, uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick together. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend. The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swill family.